It's Friday. Yeah. Woohoo. Let's do this. All Who's right. going to tell her it's Monday? <laughs> <laughs> the funny voice in the microphone. I'm sorry. So this is going to be so much fun. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, you guys are awesome. I don't say that enough. I really don't because, like, I've done a lot of really difficult things in my life, and this is without a doubt the most difficult thing I have ever done. And so I, I totally take for granted, um, like, I think every time I attack a comic, I'm attacking up because you guys have so much respect in my eyes, right? So what am I going to do is I'm going to... Um, I'm going to I'm going to like insult you in between my stuff but I'm going to do I'm basically just going to do Don Rickles speaks like <laughs> right so he like disses all these like old time comics like Frank Sinatra and stuff but I think it works I think it'll it's going to work Woo thank you Yuri and I would do it now but I didn't bring my notebook because uh I suck at hosting right I, and I also suck at rifting I know, right? I did. That's how bad I'm at it, right? <sighs> One of these days. So our first comic, Connor Doherty, is ruining ramp concerts. I was thinking about that, though, dude. I think that really what you need to do, what the, what the, the real problem is that you will not go to a rap concert and wigger it up, right? Like, you, you're like, no. I went to Stanford, and that's that's the guy that's going to show up at this. I can't put a Sean John t-shirt on. No fucking way. Connor Doherty in a uh, over-the-hill t-shirt. I, I, I guess that was a correct assessment of me at a rap concert. Um, I, was actually I was actually thinking about it the other day. Uh, I was thinking, would it be racist if I did an impression of Tommy McGuire? Like, do you guys know him? Yeah. The other guy that was here all the time and then moved to New York? Like, a white guy doing an impression of a white guy who wanted very deeply to be a black guy? <laughs> like, would that impression be racist? I don't actually know. No. <laughs> I think it could get into dicey territory. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Oh, man. Race. It's always fun. Uh, I have a new hobby. I like talking about vaginas with my gay friends. Um, I've found that it just, uh, like, otherwise, you know, smart, worldly gay men will just kind of short circuit when you bring up a vagina. And I'm not like, it's not like I'm an expert, but like, I've encountered a few in the wild and like, know the ins and outs, but I was talking to my friend, and he was like, uh, you know, they get wet? Ew. I was like, you were just telling me about sticking your tongue in some guy's butthole, which is great. It's 2016, and anyone sh should stick whatever, wherever, but if we're just going on, like, baseline gut reaction, I feel like poop is grosser than pussy juice. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So you guys may not know this about me. I used to be a phone sex operator. Yeah, no. Not phone. I don't have the voice for it. I talk like a robot that swallowed an SAT study guide. But I, uh, I did the, the chat, you know, the sexy text. But I wasn't very good at it. I would always lose customers. So it would always go like this. Like, so I'm in my chat room, and it's like, the client has entered the room. And you'd say, oh, you know, what's up? And I'd say, oh, I'm just here to make sure you have a good time. And it was, the client would say, what are you wearing? And I would say, got a colorful outfit, some ruffles. And the client would say, what kind of makeup are you wearing? And I'd say, well, I've got a pale base layer, and then I have a red frown painted over my mouth. <laughs> and that's where I would lose them every time. <laughs> they would suddenly make the connection why my screen name was Slapstick69. Turns, re turns out I misread Crown Fantasy. I don't know. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. We'll cut that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. It it sounds like clown. That was all I was going for. Uh, it's I don't know. It, I think it just means like blowjob, but I don't know. Anyway, there's another joke there. Oh yeah, this is why you got to be careful with phone sex. You never know when your partner's going to turn out to be a clown. Hey yo. No. <laughs> I was standing outside uh, Mike the other day, and a lady asked me for some cigarettes, and I said I didn't have any, which was true, because I don't smoke cigarettes. And as she was walking away, she said, not so under her breath, unbelievable. Which I just thought was so silly, because it's like, lady, there are so many things, if I had them, I would give you, like, you know... Cigarettes, a million dollars, ovaries, they're just not at my disposal. Three wishes, secret to success in comedy. Don't have any of them. I used to smoke cigarettes, and I quit with nicotine gum, which I recommend. The only problem is it ruins you for regular gum. Chew a piece of bubble gum now, I'm like, this does nothing for me. Four out of five dentists recommend Trident, but even the fifth dentist will tell you that nicotine is fucking awesome. Oh, goodness. Do you guys know the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? You do? I do. Nice. So for those who don't, it's, uh, this is a law of quantum mechanics where if you observe an electron, you can't know its position and, its position and velocity at the same time. Am I getting that right? Yeah. It's location. That's Schrodinger, yeah. Yeah. You, so observing, <laughs> ooh, they, cause they're both like German and quantum mechanics, but, huh? Nerds. Nerds. Yeah, okay, I'm trying to finish it up. This is the joke Trina was talking about. Anyway, if you observe the velocity, it changes the position, and if you observe the position, it changes the velocity. This is just a law of quantum mechanics. And I have a similar theory about me and rap concerts, because I love rap more than maybe anything in this world, and I've been to a lot of rap shows, but I've never been to a good rap show. So I think that there's a similar principle to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle here, where when I observe a rap show, it's automatically bad. Anyway. I think I'm done. <laughs> Let's give it up for Connor. Woo! Who has uh, comments? 
comments from the crowd? Yeah, just that we didn't give uh, during the set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that one working? Uh, no, that one's that one's being a little pain in the ass. Yep, there we go. Sorry. We'll just you hey, guys will just okay. have to share Seven Mike Silverman here, longtime attendee. Uh, let's see. When um, I like the stuff about gays and vaginas, and because uh, uh, poop is definitely grosser than pussy juice, that's obvious. So, like, say you know, no, you know, maybe uh, no one ever got violently ill. Like, you know, no one ever got diarrhea probably from eating pussy. Um, I don't know, maybe, but there's obviously there's more to flesh out there. But I like the premise, um, and the phone sex. Like, I want to hear more about you being a phone sex texter. Is that is that a, just a joke that didn't even happen? Well, I, I feel like I feel like I've I feel like I've I feel I feel like I've had this conversation with you before. Like, what would happen if you really did do it? Is that what you think would happen? Like, I want to know. Like, if you put yourself in in a chat room and you're supposed to be a woman doing sex texting, like, what would actually what, how would that go? I would love to hear how that would ha how that would sound. And um, the cigarettes, the person who like is asking you for cigarettes, like I would say, something like who fucking smokes now? Doesn't everyone know? Like yeah, but you don't anymore because you're like you're fucking smart. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> Thank you, Steph. Big fan of the uh, robot who swallowed an SAT study guide. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, I just, I, I love the concept of the last joke, the quantum mechanics and rap. I think, yeah. do you have more of that planned out? You just ran out yeah, of time? Yeah, kind or? of. Okay, because I, I just think there's a lot you could expand on that, and yeah. it's a good concept. Thanks. Comments? Anyone else? Anabata? We liked it? We're good? All right. All right, give it up for Connor. Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you, Connor. Yeah. Thank Sorry, you there very was much. Music planned and now it's not playing, so we're just gonna pretend that that went well. All right. All right. What? Uh, yeah, that was great. I re I also really enjoyed Slapstick69. That's a good username. Uh, I once. The great thing is about these dating sites and just all internet things is that all you need is an email to sign up. You don't actually have to prove that that's your email. So I like to sign my friends up for things like FarmersOnly.com. I signed my friend Brian up for FarmersOnly.com, and uh, his profile name was HeyGirl69, H-A-Y-G-U-R-L-Z-69. His profile description was just purely the lyrics to a Journey song, and his password was Romney69, because it was 2012. Uh, all right. Your next comedian coming to the stage. Lovely notes. Welcome her up, Stephanie Silverman. Good, you ready? Oh shit. I'll just I'm just if I say see if I say anything good I can find out later, right? Because this will be my phone's broken. Um, no, let me just, let me just shut down my phone and try it again. I, um, was listening to NPR the other day, because uh, I'm smart like that. They were interviewing a man on the street. Why do you like Trump? What do you like, what do you like about Trump, dude? And a man on the street was like, well, Trump, like, he builds in Manhattan, man. And if you can build in Manhattan, you got my respect. I'm like, Manhattan? All it takes to build in Manhattan is money. Like, try building in the mission, right? <laughs> if you can build something in the mission, you got chops to be president. Uh, I want Hillary. I'm voting for Hillary because, like, I just want a regular president. I just want someone who's got experience and, like, boobs. <laughs> and 
like just, just someone who's just presidential. I just I'm not into this fringy stuff. Although like I, I feel affinity to Bernie. I don't know if it's because I like the policies or it's just because he looks like my dad. Uh, my dad, like someone wanted their picture taken with my dad because he looks like Bernie. That's how much my dad. That's how much people think that Jews look alike. That's not really how much my dad actually looks like Bernie because all they have in common is a little tonsure of gray hair and a face that looks like a dried out carved apple doll. Um, I uh, let's see. I saw Don Rickles couple weeks ago. He's going to die, so any day now. <laughs> so I went to Vegas. He performs at the Orleans twice a year. Uh, it was a great show. Someone said, oh, did he do all his racist jokes? And I was like, it kind of just seemed kind of benign. He was making fun of Frank Sinatra for being associated with the mafia, and that was kind of kind of it. Like, it was like, oh, that must have been certainly risque back in the day. Um, I saw him in the restaurant after. He was eating a filet, which is the softest of all meats. He could just... <laughs> Slurp that down. I uh, wanted to talk to him, but I uh, didn't want to do that. I stayed at a very cheap hotel. I like to stay in the uh, downtown Las Vegas area because it's, uh, you know, it's actually become kind of kind of hipster. It used to be like very gross, very dangerous. Uh, now it's a place where you can get a drink in a mason jar, and you can sit down and you can look at a picture of a jackalope, and everything's well with the world for twelve dollars. Um, and we decided that we were going to go for the full on, like, going to have like a ten ninety nine prime rib dinner, you know, and like a, we're in our third level, third rank hotel with the prime rib dinner, 1099, baked potato, dessert, Brandy Alexander's, a bottle of wine, 55 bucks, okay? And it's in the same room where they serve breakfast. They just turn the lights up. Um, let's see. I had a, I, you guys, this is so fucking weird. I had, Thursday night, I had a dream about puppies. Like, I was playing with puppies in this dream. I had three Bernadoodles, and I'm playing with them, and it was, like, the best dream I ever had in my entire fucking life. Like, usually my dreams are just, like, your typical dreams. It's, like, uh, I'm late for a chemistry exam that I haven't studied for, or it's, like, uh, I can't dial my phone because it's turned into a cow, and I can't figure out how to dial the udders. Or it's, like, I'm fucking a crocodile, and it turns into my mom, and she tells me I'm bad at it. You know, but, I like, I, I, just, I just don't deserve to have a good dream. Like, and especially last week, like, I got hit by a van, and my new scooter got crushed, like, the first new thing I ever bought. Like, I did a comedy contest on Wednesday with my mom and my boyfriend and I, I tanked worse than I've ever tanked in my entire life and then like I, that day I got into an internet fight with a comedian I thought was my friend who then told me that he'd been holding a grudge against me for four years and, and that he never liked me and never liked my comedy and then I got to dream about puppies like and a friend of mine was like well you know because I always say I'm like god why does my brain do this weird shit why can't I just dream about puppies and my friend's like well you put it out into the universe so I guess it happened um but speaking of this comedy show, like, I just love my mom. Like, she came to see me. The first comic is, like, someone who's got too much confidence for having done comedy for, like, a month. And he's up there for a minute. And she just, she's in the front row. And she just stands up and goes out and starts to smoke a cigarette. Right in the middle of this guy's set. I'm like, Mom, you're the best. I love you. She was awesome. It was the best thing about that night. Um, I know that it's wrong to say to people, like, what are you? You're not supposed to say, what are you? I guess that's offensive. But, like, is it OK to say, did your parents meet at UC Berkeley? Um, people often like will put a price on their pets' lives. So I'd be like, "Well, my pet needs chemotherapy. I'm not going to spend fifteen thousand dollars for chemotherapy for my dog. I'm just going to shoot it. It's a dog." And I'm like, "Well, I might do that too, but like, it depends on how much money I had, you know? Like, if I have a million dollars, like fifteen thousand dollars for something I kind of like having around, that seems like a good price. Thanks. Um, I know I had something else I want to talk about." I did my dream thing. Do, do, do. Oh, um, the convenience store next to my work. Uh, I buy s overpriced snacks there, and um, the convenience store lady will often comment on my physique. Like she'll say, "Like you've lost weight." I'm 
like, oh, thank you. And then one time I went in there and she's like, oh, you've really, you've lost more weight. It looks like you've, you've lost your stomach. And I'm like, I had a stomach? Um, but um, like I was about to buy a pack of Oreos to go home and like eat them in bed and binge on them. Uh, but then I put them down. But now when I go, now every time I go in, like I'm waiting for her to say something about my body. And all she ever does is just give me my change and say, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have a punchline, but that's a story that I'm working on. All right, so that's it. What do you got, you guys? All right, give it up for Stephanie Silverman. Thank you. Comments? Questions from the audience? Who we got? Something? Feelings. Share your feelings, people. Feelings? Yeah. The Don Rickles riffing was very good. Thank you. I like that a lot. <laughs> I want to work that into a story because, like, when this, this, com this contest was really demoralizing, but, like, when I went out to talk to my mom, like, when she was smoking the cigarette, I was cracking her up with that stuff. So yeah. I'd like to tell that as a story about how, like, I was completely demoralized, but then my mom, like, is so awesome that I could tell her these jokes about Don Rickles, and then everything was okay. Wait, so this was during the comedy competition, and you said that you bombed, or was that part of your dream? No, I actually bombed at the show. But then I went out, my mom went and smoked twice. Gotcha. I mean, she, got up, she got up in the middle of someone's set to go smoke. Like everyone could see, everyone in the room could see her get up and go. <laughs> and then she went out again to smoke and I already knew that I did horribly. But then I like entertained her with these jokes about Don Rickles. I think that's great. I so. think that's a good story. I think that structure is totally good. Oh, cool. I'm so, okay. Thanks. Right? Sweet. Other comments? Come on. I'm not the final judge here. Here, pass her the mic. Wait, wait, there we go. We gotta get you on record. I like you. What is it? You were fucking a guy and then turned into your mom or a crocodile, <laughs> and then you were really bad at it. Yeah, it was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That happened too. <laughs> Truth is so funny. Other comments? I just don't want to know which comic. Yeah, you never will. Sorry. Um, I didn't. What was the question? She wants to know which comic. He wants to know which comic. Oh, okay. Yeah, never yeah, will. Pass. I Stephanie, shout about. on you. Yeah, if you can think of those things. Way of. She's. Yeah, or. <laughs> I just want a president. I like I like a president to be a president. Yeah, she's got like she checks the boxes, right? Like she's got the foreign policy experience, the Senate experience, blah 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 blah. You can just cite her resume. Yeah, and the boobs. Looks good. And, and the boobs. boobs. And she's and she's probably not menstruating, which is actually kind of a good thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's true. It, That's a good yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. That is really good. They always say, yeah, they're on their period, they're going to push the button. She's way past that. Yeah. She's like chill. She's like, her hormones are equal. Yeah. She's got the hormones of a 40-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Give it up Stephanie to Stephanie. Silverman. All right. This next comic definitely finished. His voice is gone. His looks are bad. Uh, should be in Palm Springs, laying in a pool. Remember, I'm doing Frank Sinatra, or Don Rickles riffing on Frank Sinatra. I mean, which, did you know he was married to Mia Farrow? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Frank, I mean, uh, David Roth, big star years ago. Worked with all of them. Did many, many talkies. Yeah. Many talkies. Give it up for David Roth. I can't, I can't be poolside. Did, did you not know about my 
fucked up nipple. I had a, bos- a botched breast reduction surgery, <laughs> and now I have this weird nipple. He really does have a weird nipple, for the record. <laughs> Tom's I'm just like narrating for the folks at home. For the folks at home, you just missed a fucked up nipple. Like I don't have my glasses on, but that nipple is checked <laughs> up. Yeah, I used to be like 240 pounds, and then uh, but I still had these like boobs, and then I went to see a doctor, and he's like, "Well, you should just probably lose all that weight before like we can confirm that you don't have like a breast problem." And then I. Because I had like extra big boobs, but I was also fat. But then I got like pretty trim. I lost 80 pounds, but then I still had these little perky boobs. And then I really don't want to. I don't want to talk about my boobs right now. But I got boob problems. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. But the rest of my body is also not great. Um, I don't want to single those guys out. Um, yeah. So I was. My nephew and uh, his, he's got like a Russian buddy who's like this foreign exchange student and they uh, came over to my apartment and I was like trying to be the cool uncle like they're in like eighth grade and I like showed them a Victoria's Secret catalog. <laughs> you guys have no idea how not fucking cool that is to, in the age of like, these kids are like watching like Czechoslovakian porn, like the Victoria's Secret it means like nothing to them. That's like if my gr- if I was like at my grandpa's house and he like <laughs> took me to a penny. It's like if I went to like a penny arcade with my grandpa and he like took me to see one of those girls who like shows you her ankles and shit and it's like black and white in the 1930s. Like that's how that's how spicy <laughs> Victoria's Secret is uh, in the year 2016. Um, but it was funny because this like Russian foreign exchange student he could not like I could not for the life of for the life of me explain that. The price of the, like, it was like $69, like, could not explain that the woman didn't actually come with the lingerie. Like, he was just convinced that that was the price of the woman um, that we were talking about. He's like, $79, that is a good price for a woman with high cheekbones. I'm like, no, that's the price of the top. He's like, oh, that is top price? That's not bad. What can I get for 50 uh, and, <laughs> and her name is Victoria. Uh, they're all named Victoria. How does that work out? Uh, work in progress. Unlike Stephanie, I feel like you always come here with so such. No. Just most of the time. Oh really? Okay, we're doing great. Um, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm freelancing, so I'm always kind of looking for a job. And I saw this job posting that uh, they were looking, they were going to pay $10,000 for a stud to impregnate a female racehorse. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys know that (laughs) a stud isn't just what my mom called me like on my bar mitzvah day? It's it's also the name of a male racehorse, uh, which I found out after a really embarrassing phone call. but like the picture was pretty, like the picture of this horse was kind of, an, it was like a total health. Like I, it was 10, they paid $10,000. I would have done it for five, Dom. Uh, I would have done it for five. Um, do you think like anyone, <laughs> there are no transitions, but this is the joke workshop. I can just be comfortable in that. Uh, do you think anyone like, oh yeah, I showed you my boobs. I showed a radio station my boobs. <laughs> uh, do you think there's anyone that like goes, and like commits to being a member of ISIS, but then they like, but not like the fighting part, they just want to go work in like IT. 
Like they just want to like change the ink cartridges and shit. Like does I does ISIS have like middle management? Like are there people, like are there people like stocking the fridges and shit with like Perrier and like do they? Is there? They have like, there's someone with like a shitty. Is that like a one minute light? Okay. Is there? Yeah, I'm just still thinking about this, but yeah, is there like a shitty guy that's like I gotta work the weekends on at ISIS? Okay, that's fun to think about, right, everyone? Um, my wife, yeah, my wife doesn't want me to talk about her. I've been married three years. She doesn't want me. She doesn't want me to talk about her on stage. Um, yeah. So anyway, I was having some mediocre sex with my cousin. Uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about my cousin either. Uh, I was like, can we? T- can I talk about that? I can't talk about you on stage. Uh, and she's like, no. <laughs> And I just did. Um, what else might I have? I like that this this small stakes room is still enough to make me sweat really hard. Uh, oh yeah, I'll end on this. But I got one of those like I got an email. I think it was spam because it was like, dear sir or madam, you are entitled. Like this, so and so is bequeathing you five million dollars uh, for her estate. And I was just like, don't you kind of want to know my gender before giving me five million dollars? <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. That's my time. Everybody give it up for David Roth. Friendly reminder to use the mic for your commentary. Yes, please use the mic. Um, I'll Not like s- that, uh, Yuri. Use the fucking mic. There we go. That one works now. This one works now? Okay. I'll start it off. Um, loved your boob. Loved it. Uh, I also loved your positive notes for Stephanie while she was off stage <laughs> and you didn't give them when she was on stage. Excellent. I black out before my set. <laughs> Excellent. I process nothing. No, 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 you're totally fine. I also think there's an opportunity, you're talking about how there's no transitions. There's, a, there's definitely a good transition between the uh, you're looking for work, horse, stud bit, which is great, and then going right into ISIS middle management, um, especially because... All these articles are talking about how ISIS is so good at social media, oh, right. and like who's their social media coordinator, and and yeah, who's running their Twitter. Yeah. yeah, and then like go get me coffee, which I don't know how long that takes when you're out in the desert. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Thank you. I think that's really good. Questions, comments? Share them. Share them. Uh, that's definitely not a nipple that should keep you out of the pool. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets cold, it looks normal. That's. Um, let's see. Yep. The uh, the contracting horse fucking a horse joke is good. Um, maybe throw in something about how your mom said you were a stud and good with animals. Um, and I like the health, and it's like you know, it's not like she would even feel it. You know, I mean, she's used to or so, something about like you know, it's like it would be so gentle. Um, and the ISIS, I love the ISIS stuff. What does middle management do? But maybe uh, what are what would they be stocking in the fridge with? Is it what are like some Middle Eastern treats or like what? <laughs> like Capri, yeah, like mix it up. Like are they getting like Capri Suns, Perrier, and Baba Ganoush? Like right, that. Right, yeah. um, right. That's all. Anybody else? Other ideas, thoughts, comments? All right, give it up for David Roth. One All right, I love me a good fucked up nipple. <laughs> I had this kid who I went to school with and her dad didn't have a belly button like Kyle XY. 
except he also didn't have abs like Kyle XY. Do you guys remember that show? Yeah, it was just like a big hairy belly with no belly button. Much like our next comic. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Yuri Mikulevsky. Woo! I've got a belly button test, but I do have a very hairy stomach, so unlike David, I will not subject you to my Jewish torso. Uh, okay, well, just checking the situation. Tess, I'm crazy about you. <laughs> crazy about you. That, that note on uh, the social media was so right. It was so on point. I was like, I was so right about Tess when you said that. <laughs> Hi, Dom. Don't get jealous. No, Don't I'm get good. jealous. I'm good. Tess is awesome. All right. I'll tell the story that Elizabeth wanted me to tell. So you, Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell it since I've already told it? All right, fine. Um, so I came to this country when I was seven years old in 1993. And uh, my name was spelled in Russian as all people's names are when you live in Russia. And uh, so it was the job of the person at the green card office, uh, who was a sassy black woman, to, tr <laughs> to translate our names from Cyrillic to English. And she fucked up all our last names. She gave me three extra letters. Uh, I go by Mikhailevsky because she added a K. It's actually Mikhailevsky. Uh, but that's not so bad. Uh, what was bad is my dad's name, whose name is Simon, or in Russian, Simeon, which is spelled in Cyrillic with a C, which is an S, and then an E, an M, and then another E with two dots, that's the Y, and then an N. And she translated uh, S-E-M-E-N. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So that's problem number one for my family. Uh, problem number two for me in particular was that uh, the way that Russians, Russians don't really have middle names, we have patronyms. So if any, do any of you read like books? <laughs> uh, so you'll see things like uh, Alex Arkadyevich, blah, blah, blah. So Arkadyevich is like the name of the father. Uh, so basically, instead of the middle name, you use the name of the father. So that's what I did when I ever, whenever I filled out any of my school forms. And so I used to fill out everything as Yuri, first name Yuri, oh. middle name Seaman, <laughs> last name Michalewski. And I did that until I was 12 years old. <laughs> Guess what happened when I was 12 years old? I took a health class. <laughs> uh, and I remember coming home and being like, Dad, uh, do you know what your name means in English? And he was like, yeah, I've heard some friends laughing about it. And so I pulled out my health textbook, and I showed it to him. And uh, he laughed, uh, and then didn't change it for another five years. <laughs> So that's my father in a nutshell. Um, more on the topic of my father, uh, he is Russian, so he's a violent homophobe. Um, and I'm a homosexual. 
if you couldn't put that together. Hello. I'm a homosexual. I just wanted to let you know, uh, by your hair, I could tell that you're a compatriot. <laughs> no? Yes? Well, All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is she a fan of? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, when I was growing up, when I was a little, little boy in Russia, I was the only boy among all my cousins, and they would dress me up in the most wonderful dresses because I was a little toy for them. And uh, I loved it because, as any child, I was a violent egomaniac. Uh, but what would happen is that I would, they would put like little clips in my hair, and I would dance around, and we'd be laughing. And then my dad would come home, and he would be very angry and start yelling at them. Uh, he would start yelling at them, stop dressing him. <laughs> You're going to make him into a faggot. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> like, I don't know how those dresses did it. Like, <laughs> Tess, how do those beautiful floral patterns get me to just love the taste of cum? I don't, how did they do that? I mean, I, every time I get it in my mouth now, that flavor, that wonderful, wonderful flavor, what it, it's what it's it's like it's like spoiled oysters and uh, and, and, and zinc lozenges. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little aftertaste of uh, bad almond. <laughs> One of the funnest jokes I've ever written. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the first it's no no it's very bad. Very bad. Maybe, maybe the worst part of being a homosexual is that flavor. Uh, the first time I gave a guy a blowjob, I, I spit it out in a trash can. And he said, Yuri, you're not supposed to do that. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't find the compost. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Give it up for Yuri Migalevsky. <laughs> Fantastic job. Comments, comments, comments. Yeah, you, you stay. You stay up there for the comments, stay my friend. Stay for comments. All right, folks, what you got? I got some comments. I loved it. I've never heard you do like a narrative through line kind of thing like that. So I love it. Thank you so um, much. And because uh, I'd start with the, the, the sassy black lady that gives your dad his name. Like she's making up for years of oppression or something. I guess she was taking something out on him or there's something there's something that she could be doing um and then when you say when you were 12 you took a health class like me, we all took a health class because That's i right. assume that people were making fun of you for that yeah like and then like when your dad finds out maybe he's proud like he's like yeah i'm full of semen i got so much i'm so virile like that could be part of his shtick i don't know um just so you know that story is like word for word true oh, so believable yeah <laughs> um and like where did you where did the dresses come from Oh, that's a good question. I think they were the dresses of my cousins when they were little. Because, like, I had four cousins that were dressing me up. My sister actually never did because she was a tomboy. Uh, mm. But they all put, and, and I remember there was one dress that I would, like, put under my pillow and sleep with every night <laughs> as a secret. Yeah. It's sort of like a datura. That was a secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I, cause I imagine, like, my idea of, I don't know, this is Soviet Russia, right? Yeah. Like, that you're getting cheap dresses from Moldova or something. Oh. Like, the, these are dresses filled with sadness. Oh. Or, like, they're, I mean, but this is just, like, this is just a visual, like, you don't have to use it, because obviously you have something true yeah, yeah, that yeah. you can go with. Because I, th- you know, I'm thinking, oh, these are, like, dresses drenched in sadness from Moldova, and every time you, the first time you had semen, all you could think of was, like, polyester. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll always, or, like, there's a part of you, like, that always makes you think of that. I don't know. So that's all. That's, that was great, though. Really great job. Thank you. Pass it around. I mean, you know, I love that. I have to thank you because you're the one that got got me to tell that story. It was. It's a great story, and I think the truth makes it really funny. Um, And I think you could actually do it. You could. um, You said. I think it was something in the narrative when you said when you told him, and he said, "I know my friends are joking about it." not doing the I know because he didn't know. I mean, yeah. I think it was just like a, a misspeak. He did. Um, he, I think he knew that something was up. Yeah, yeah. Like he, So something like, yeah, my friends are laughing yeah. at it, you know, because then you school him about it. Yeah, because the thing is that he didn't, he doesn't really speak English, so all his yeah. friends are also like equally retarded drunk Russian men. Mm-hmm. So they might know something is weird, but they don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you could do the like semen... Um, you could do the story you did afterwards about being turned gay and him like saying the dresses would turn you gay, and then you could do a callback to the semen, like, well, he yeah. made my middle name semen, so like yeah. on him too, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, those stories go should go together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome job, Yuri. Um, I think that you. Thanks, could have David. You're welcome. I think you could have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So much love, so much love. They don't even know what to do. You could be with like it. a little more um, incredulous at this like sassy black woman not getting Simone, like or not getting Simon, like because you. I mean, you like talk out the letters and stuff, but it's obviously like if she just would have used any part of like reason, ra- like yeah, yeah, rationale. Yeah. Like I think you could yeah. just dial that up a little bit. It's also like a very. Com- it's not, I mean, it's not very common, but it's a very yeah. common Russian name. Right. So it's, it's like it would have just something like it would have been yeah. so easy to call him Simon. Just have like a little more like emotion, I think, in that part. Yeah. Um, I thought the most interesting part was definitely about when you took that perspective of like how dresses make you gay, because like I've never heard that before, but it's such a, it's like such a scary thing, and that was yeah. The <laughs> you know. Do terrifying. Oh yeah, and maybe I think you might. I'm not sure if you did this exactly, but uh, just so my dad changed his name five years later, or just I think you could make that reveal just a little. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could just leave it after. Make sure it's at the end, so you'll get like the maximum punch. But yeah, it was it was awesome. Any other comments? So my mom said the same thing about me turning gay because I like wore too many corduroy pants when I was little. <laughs> so I c- could connect with that man. For real. No, there's I, there, For sure. there's a very real fear of clothes changing people's sexuality. Hey, I wore a lot of Union Bay and I turned out straight. <laughs> uh, I g- <laughs> Shit happens. I did. I did. I wore a lot of khakis. Uh, I agree. It was a great five minutes. Like the, the setup, having your dad and like the narrative, I thought was really great. And I, I definitely agree with everyone else that um, working on it in terms of, yeah, setting up that you had to explain sex to your dad in English. Like, he knows what sex is, but you had to explain it to him in English. Like, you had the birds and bees talk. Uh, I also had a lot of trouble trying to translate that into Russian. Oh, int- wait, did you have the birds and bees talk in, in Russian? No, I never had a birds and bees talk. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, like, I like this element. I think it causes a good suspense. Yeah. Like explaining to your dad how um, balls work. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Anybody else? We're good? All right. Give it up for Yuri Michalewski. Awesome, Yuri. You're really getting there. How long have you been doing this? A week? Two weeks? <laughs> this next comic, I got invited to a party at her house once. No, I'm doing Don Rickles. She just looked at me like, what the fuck? Uh, she was in the living room punching the flowers, to ev telling everyone she's a champion. Uh, Let's see what else. She also discovered Christmas. We were together in Bethlehem. She said, I don't know why that works. Why would he write that joke? He wrote that joke. That's not a joke I wrote. Can you imagine? We were together in Christmas at Chris oh, and he invented or he discovered Christmas. We were together at uh in uh Jerusalem. He named it. I guess he's trying to say he's old. Sorry. Now I'm just talking about how to write a joke. <laughs> And the next comic knows how to write a joke, Elizabeth Simone. Hi, I don't know if I would go that far if I know how to write a joke, but that's why I'm here to learn. Um, I'm also a Jew of, of Russian descent, and my middle name is Simone and comes from Simon, so we're probably related. I'm also I'm also quite hairy. Um, I have I do have a hairy stomach too and sideburns. Um, so when I was in middle school, I got something called uh, free periods, um, not menstrual periods. I'm actually not going to talk about my menstrual period, even though those were free too. But a free, okay. a free period was um, a space in your schedule, a 45-minute block in your schedule where you didn't have class. And they gave them to us so we could learn what to do with unstructured time, like do our homework. And so like any kids who had newly unstructured time, we played video games. And I played a lot of Tetris and Oregon Trail. And I grew up in New York, and I, so I didn't know, I'd never been to Oregon, I didn't know anyone from Oregon, and I thought it was pronounced the Oregon Trail. And uh, if you're familiar with this game, it, um, it entails traveling across the country in a covered wagon in the 1800s as a pioneer. Uh, that's the kind of dork I was. I also went to history camp <laughs> when I was 12. And um, the Oregon Trail lets you choose who is in your wagon with you. And because I was a 12-year-old and this was the mid-90s, this was who was in my wagon. Keanu Reeves, Jared Leto, Mark Paul Gossler. And um, and it's the 1800s, and you're traveling 3,000 miles in a in a covered wagon, so shit's bound to go very wrong. And that's what happens in the game. They throw adversity at you. So every now and then, I would get these little pop-up messages on the screen that would say, Jared Leto was bitten by a rattlesnake. <laughs> JTT has scarlet fever. <laughs> and you would have to decide what, what to do. So... JTT had scarlet fever. We were resting for the maximum seven days. On the other hand, if Jared Leto contracted typhoid fever, I was like, fuck that guy. We're pressing on to Oregon. Uh, I'm, 
I'm queer. I'm a queer woman. Um, so I like women and uh, I also like men. I'm an equal opportunity lover. Um, I knew this when I was 12, but I went to an all girls private school in Manhattan and no way was I going to let the 12 year old mean girls in my free periods know that I also liked girls. Um, so Jared Leto, who I never, never really, I never really got it. Um, he was kind of like a beard in, in my covered wagon. I w- would never put Claire Danes in there, even though I really would have wanted her in there. Um, yeah. So my so-called life, if you, if you watch my so-called life, that was like, Ooh, wow. Yes. Great show. One of the great shows that was canceled after one season. So sad. Um, that show was like a litmus test for my queer identity. Like every girl I knew loved Jared Leto and I just, I didn't get it. I was like, I like Angela and I want to be best friends with her gay friend, Ricky. What's wrong with me? And then I figured out, oh, I'm queer and a fag hag. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's all I'm going to do. I know that's not five minutes, but uh, I won't take up everyone's time. Elizabeth Simone. Oh, that mic is out again. Sorry, Tess. Keep it going. Keep it going for me. All right. Nice job. All right. That was great. Good save. My so called life is great. Jared Leto is a great gaydar uh, in reverse. All right. Questions? Comments? Comments? Yeah, use the mic. Share it like. Mono. All right. Um, so uh, I love this concept of the celebrities in the Oregon oh, Trail. Shit, yeah. I had a line that I didn't use. Which what was it? It was that my my covered wagon looked more like a press conference for YM magazine. Uh. I don't know if that's a thing. Are, do <laughs> magazines have press? Oh, wait, com- like how would you? Young and modern. Young and modern. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. A press release, like something like that. Like, how, where? Oh, wha- like how the people be there? Yeah, I don't know what I. I'm trying to figure that one out. Damn it! I yeah. Like the subscribers too. No, but it wasn't the subscribers. It was like who was in the magazine. I feel like yeah. Tiger Beat is the Tiger Beat want. is more than YM. Yeah. YM's too uh. Yeah. It's too, too like subculture reference. Yeah. Okay, Tiger Beat. So I wanted more examples of the awful things happening to celebrities or good things happening to celebrities. Oh, okay. There was okay. like that one time I was like, oh, that's fun. I want another. And, okay. then, and then you went to uh, the next part, which was, what was the next part? Oh, that, the fact that you didn't do anything for Jared Leto. Yeah. Which, by the way, is the right choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Overrated. Small story, Jared Leto used to post up when he was 26 outside of Fairfax High School in L.A. and pick up 16-year-old girls to have sex with. Gross. Whoa. <laughs> Fun fact. When he, was how, when he was how old? Uh, 26. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So gross. Uh, my sis- sorry, my sister. Um, <laughs> really? Tell that story on stage. Yeah. Um, what else? There, there was. What did you do right after that? Uh, just uh, go into like that. I'm queer, and I didn't want the mean girls in my school to know, and so. So you Jared Leto was a beard. Being queer, and then who was in the car? Claire Danes was not in my wagon. Who, but, but who was in there? Jared Leto. I mean, JTT. All of them. I I like wanted. <laughs> The queer icons or the like esoteric. Oh, like Ani? And I like wanted, Tori? Yeah, I wanted to, you to change who's inside the wagon when you started discovering women. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wanted to mix things up a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That didn't actually happen, but I could do that. Yeah. Okay. And more like, you meant more like queer women icons. Yeah. Okay. Claire Danes is a good example, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love that premise. It's awesome. Uh, when you brought up History Camp, that sounded so interesting that it sort of sent my mind on a tangent. So I feel mm -hmm. like either that's a premise that I want to hear more about later, but it might not serve the purpose because it sounds so like it sounds like a premise that I want you to go down. And so I was like kind of missing it for the rest, just so you know. But mm -hmm. it sounds like a really funny thing to talk about. OK, um, I didn't know who Mark Paul. I guess my, my feedback would just be like if you're trying to appeal to the biggest if you're trying to appeal to like the biggest crowd possible like just maybe like clearer sort of people we like or don't like so we have a better sense of like or set it up earlier like what you think of these people because I think you could just miss I would hate for such a good premise to just go over all these people's head it is really mm -hmm. hard when you are using all these pop culture icons and you can't assume that everyone knows who everyone is but like if you have more clear people that we like, the, did you say Keanu Reeves? I think I said just, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, just like yeah. some people that we all have an, an like image. Like a clear sort of someone like, like Keanu. Okay. Keanu, we all have that. You could just say Zach Morris instead of Mark Paul Gosler. That's true. Uh, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you Zach, know the reference. Zach from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, okay. Zach Morris is a generation thing. That's true. I mean, it's not going to be, not everyone's going to know. Uh, everything, yeah. <laughs> everything. Really? <laughs> around our age and older yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. I think, yeah, but I think like the Keanu thing, we all like have a really clear sense and we all, he has, you know, everyone kind of like wants to poke fun at him. So it, that's like a really good example of someone, but okay. just trying to make those examples, even if they're not true, I would say like you want to serve the purpose of like Like John comprehension. Stamos or like yeah, someone exactly. who's a little you, bigger. Yeah. Okay. Just serve the purpose of like broader, broader comprehension, but like everything about the premise is really fun. where you like write a hundred examples. <laughs> No, as fast as you can. And just, and Use the mic, Yuri. Choose the three that you think are the most funny and absurd. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you, Yuri. All right. Cool. Any yeah. other comments? Awesome premise. Uh, I love that someone found out that they were gay through Oregon Trail. Or just like explored it. That's fantastic. Everyone give it up for Elizabeth Simone. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for sharing uh, not only your internet. I feel like people do, usually don't like to admit their software activity. Like, I do not want to tell you guys what I was up to on Sims. <laughs> oh, man. Tell us. A lot of cheat codes, a lot of mansions, and a lot of burning children inside rooms that I put firecrackers in and then took the door out of. Because then the fire would stay contained and they'd die. Or if they would go off to, if you like neglected them enough and didn't let them go on the school bus, they'd have to go to military school. And as they're walking out to mil military school, you pause it and then build a square of bushes around them. And then they just walk like this for, you, speed it up. It's like an hour. <laughs> but you can get it done in like 20 minutes. And then um, they don't go to military school or like take off the uh, ladder in the pool and they get washboard abs and then they drown. Okay. Didn't want to tell you guys, and now I did. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's give it up for our next comedian, Ian Levy. Welcome to the stage. Come on up. Come on down. Uh, thank you. 
My uh, my sister actually used to when we would play Oregon Trail, she would always make her people be vegetarians, and they would all starve and die. She never won <laughs> once out of moral. Pri- that's where moral principles get you dead. Um, where me me and my brother were deprived from shooting video games, so we would just we were the reasons the buffaloes went extinct in Oregon Trail. <laughs> we would we would overhunt them to extinction, and our people were happy. So <laughs> there's there's a lesson for you. <laughs> um, I decided uh, tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about um, some relatable observational humor. That's I wanted to uh, <laughs> I wanted to, to relate to people uh, with some observations. You might have these observations too. Um, so let's begin. Um, are you guys are you guys uh, ever having uh, sex with a woman and then she just says like um, are you ever having sex with a woman and then she just says oh your you know oh your penis is just so big it's just it's just so big I mean this is just stuff that happens you know but um, she just says oh your penis is so big but it's like the it's like the girth and the length and the girth um, but it's not just your it's not just your penis you're just so good at sex like you know are you ever having sex with a woman she's like oh you're just so good at sex not only do you have a big penis but you're just so good at sex that you know you're just you're just great you're really amazing and then are you, do, you, do you ever have sex with a woman where she says not only is your penis so big and great and you're so good at sex but you're also just a very handsome person she says you know while you're having sex she says oh you're just so handsome uh while we're having sex and you got the big penis and you're good at sex and you're handsome um, and then, and then she says, "But you know, you're also you're also smart. You're also intelligent. Also, well, we're having sex." And she says, "You have a big penis, and you're smart, and you're handsome. But you're also you are an intelligent, you know, person. Some would say cerebral. That's uh, another way of saying it. It's like you're a cerebral person. Who some people underestimate your intelligence, but I know, I know how smart you are." And then, and then you're having sex with a big penis, and then you're you're smart and handsome. And she, you know, you're having sex with a girl, and she says, you know, I think your I think your father is proud of you. Um, that's that's where you know she says, I really think you know he, you you might have you might have spent all his money going for your four year degree, and then you spent you now are a barista in a coffee shop. But you're having sex, and you have your big penis, and you you know your four year degree, and like you work in a coffee shop, and, and she's happy, and you're happy, and you're building a beautiful relationship together. Does that ever happen to you guys? <laughs> Yeah, me neither. So <laughs> <laughs> that's observational comedy, just stuff that happens. <laughs> um, I uh, I am I, I think how many how many Jewish people do we have before me? Four is yeah yeah. I'm just con- continuing the line. I have this weird uh, I have this weird thing where I'm not I'm not necess- I'm only Jewish. People only consider me Jewish when you don't want to be considered Jewish. Like it's this weird because I'm, my mom isn't Jewish, right? So it's only on my dad's side. So I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place where where Jewish people go, oh, you're not Jewish, but racist people go, oh, you're Jewish. Like <laughs> that's you know if they it's 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 this very weird like there's no there's no winning. It's it's I get mean looks from Palestinian people <laughs> and you just feel guilty about it and nothing you know you you can't do anything right. It's just a lose lose across the board. Um, I feel Jewish. I feel very Jewish just because of my uh, deep emotional connection to Woody Allen movies and my love for bagels. Um, I don't know. My dad is my, my dad is what you would call a stereotypical Jewish person. I don't know what uh, what that is necessary. Well, obviously I know what that is, but but uh, and my dad my dad is an accountant, so that's a little. Uh, uh, but but I always think people bring up the Jewish thing when I when I tell them when I'm cheap, and I am cheap. But not, I don't think that's that bad of a thing. I don't know if it's that bad. Like, my friends always go, like, tell me, like, oh, yeah, you're so cheap. You don't spend any money. And then they turn around and go, like, ah, oh, I'm so broke. I have no money. And I go, because that's because you spend your money. And I just call it, you know, smart. 
My uh, <laughs> my dad my dad was the one who gave me and my brother the talk, and his version of the talk was just explaining a prenup. Like that's <laughs> that's all it was. There was no sexual <laughs> information. Just you know, tell us to have a lawyer go over any written agreements we have <laughs> with the consenting partner. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, this might be hard to believe, but I live in San Francisco and I'm a liberal. That's, uh, I'm a liberal. And it's, it's hard to be a liberal. It's really hard to be a liberal because it's just, it's just hard being right all the time. Like I am just <laughs> so right all the time. I know who to vote for. I know what books to read. I know you shouldn't vaccinate your gluten. You know, I know, I know, you know, if you, if you vote for anyone other than Bernie Sanders, you're the moral equivalent of a Holocaust denying pedophile. Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth. That's just <laughs> what it means. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's all I wanted to try today, but thanks a lot, guys. All right, give it up for Ian Levy. Yeah, man, stay up there so we can get your comments. Comments? Comments from the crowd? Come on up, come on up. Um, so I think you need to do an act out with the prenup thing because I think that's funny, but it's you need to just take the time to write that scene and be like, have your dad be like, when a man and a woman love each other yeah, very yeah. much, and <laughs> just like lead us down the yeah, road, and then yeah. but they want to protect their assets, or just you know like yeah, take a hard take a hard turn there. That's probably my major comment. Um, I also think that you're kind of like approaching this, but you can sort of like Judaism or whatever. Like your race is kind of defined by who hates you or something like that. Like if Palestinians hate you, I might as well identify as yeah. Jewish. Like if I can't help that, like that could be. Into that thing, and then, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know what everyone thinks about like the long. Act yeah, out. I mean, that was just me trying. That's the first time yeah. I've ever done that. It was probably too long and too dragged out. But the, the yeah. idea was just to make it seem like something like the normal, like let me talk about my dick, and then it's really about how lonely and sad. And much yeah, I guess you'll see I over the course of a few times if you want to keep trying. Is it, it yeah, I mean, yeah, is I is felt it, it dragged. I felt it dragged, and it just yeah, it didn't get to the point it, quick enough. Okay. And maybe you can still build some. T it obviously needs some tension. Yeah. You can't just like have like joke, 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 and then expect a big payoff if you're like giving us stuff along the way. But yeah. Yeah, I think it, you could definitely it's, cut that. You know, not everyone understands my art. That's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no but that's Com good. Yeah. Comments. More yeah, comments. Yep. 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 So uh, the first one, I, I I would say I enjoyed a good forty percent of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. It's uh, so basically what you got to do is do it over and over and over again until you only repeat on purpose. So you only repeat yourself because you're trying to build this. I have a big penis and I have a handsome face and I have a big brain. Like, don't because we're already like other, you're already straining our pa patience by yeah. that time. So get really, really, really long at the end, the description of all the wonderful things about you. Like, and then has it ever happened to you? Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So like, it has to be like the very clear anticlimax at the end. Otherwise you're just like, oh, come on. You've made me go through all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, uh, that was a good note about the divorce. Another yeah. What else was there? I don't remember. All right, that's it. That's all I want to say. Ooh. Other comments? All right, give it up for Ian Levy. I mean, if Trina doesn't want, I, I can play oh, this playlist all I damn day. I told you I suck at this, Yuri. Uh, okay, so our next comic was here, I think, Friday. 
and was like, well, I could do that. Joel, come on up. This is his first time giving everyone. Continuing the trend of the Jews on the stage. Um, not a true one, but close enough, close enough. Um, I'm actually a redneck Jew, to be honest. I was raised north, so I have my, uh, my interesting uh, ways. I was brought up and would show up on construction sites working a lot, and a lot of the people running it, or a lot of the Hispanic guys would be like, what are you doing here, man? I'm white. I'd be like, what? I'm working. And then... Uh, the other people above me would be like, man, what are you doing here? I'd be like, what? And they'd be like, you're Jewish. Aren't you supposed to be counting? What? <laughs> I never, never got a place on, never got a place on the job site. It's always an interesting one. Uh, was raised up north uh, by a, a household full of women. So it was a, always an interesting one, being the one guy, all female dogs, sister and mom. Always a, <laughs> always a trip. Uh, had had a lot of respect for being around the. Sorry, guys. I was raised by a bunch of women, so all I ever really had on the property was uh, basically a bunch of female dog and one gay one, one gay boy dog. That was my only like solo male friend. I was like, come on, buddy. And then he'd kind of wander away, 10 acres, lose your friends pretty quick. So it's <laughs> no, no joke, right? <laughs> Search and Rescue shows up all the time. They're like, again? But, uh. It was, that's about all I got for you guys. That's it. Really? You yep. Are you sure? Yep. You sure? All right. All right, no. wait. No, stay all up right. there. Stay up there. Everyone give it up big for Joel going up his first time. All right. Um, okay, so Joel didn't want to. That was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Tess. It's not easy to do. Sorry. I know you, nobody asked, but Joel, this isn't uh, just like struck. Keep the mic by your mouth. Yeah, comments. Are, uh, just, I mean, like, yeah. That, yeah, that's it. Otherwise, keep going, keep trying, uh, keep at it. I thought you said talented. I thought you said you're very talented for a Jew, and I was like, Yuri. <laughs> for the for the record, Yuri said tan. He said tan. I guess you can say it. I can't. It's fine. Um. All right, Joel. Congrats for going up your first time. That's great. That's really great. All right, we're going to bring up our next comedian. Uh, please welcome to the stage Hector Hernandez. Coming on up. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's Monday. It's the beginning of the week. For me, it's been a really weird week. I know it's only Monday, but it's fucking weird. Um, I got off of work early today, which never happens. I'm, I always get off at 5 o'clock. Six years going to work, get off at 5 o'clock. Today I got off early because they fired me at noon. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boss was like, hey, come into the office. And I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, you're fired. Go home. So I guess I'm off for the rest of the week. That's cool. <laughs> um, Sunday was weird for me. I was at home by myself, so you could imagine what I was up to. Um, <laughs> and my roommate, he doesn't knock. He just walks in my room, and uh, he's like, what the fuck are you watching? It's pornography. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a new genre of porn. It was father-on-son porn. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ew. He's like, you want to fuck your dad? And I was like, I don't want to fuck my dad. 
I just might want to watch you fuck yours. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, oh, okay. He's like, my dad's hot. And I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I haven't been doing open mic in a while. I haven't actually done comedy in a couple months. The last time I did stand-up comedy went really bad, so bad, so bad that the guy who booked me for the show, who wasn't even at the show, called me that night and said, don't come back till June. And this was last year. He said, don't come back till June 2016, is what he said to me. And then I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate Mean Dave. Um, <laughs> fucking asshole. How do you bomb that bad? How do you bomb? Uh, what did I say? Uh, how do you bomb that bad where they're like, don't come back for a year? Like, what did I, who did, who, what did I do? This is what I did. <laughs> I was really shit-faced. Um, I was really shit-faced when I got there because I was nervous. I get nervous. I'm a human being. I got problems. And I show up really drunk to the show and I just start bombing immediately. And I get scared, so I start making fun of this old man. But I don't make fun of him. <laughs> because he's old, I make fun of him because he's old and he has a really young girlfriend who looked like his daughter and that's what I said to him. I was like, is that your daughter, you sick fuck? And I think that got back to me and Dave and apparently me and Dave fucks young girls too so he got offended. <laughs> I don't know, who knows, who cares? It's not important. I was at, um, I was at the gay fair. What do they call it? Gay pride. I was at the gay pride. <laughs> I was at the gay pride, aka the gay fair. Um, I've never been to Gay Pride before. It was it was definitely an experience for me, not a gay one, <laughs> but it was an experience. I saw something that I've never seen before. I saw a gay baby. You guys ever seen a gay baby before? Yes, you've seen a gay baby. Look, someone once told me they were like um, maybe a scientist. I'm not sure, but he was like, "You're born gay, right?" And I never saw that until I saw this gay baby, and I could tell this baby was gay because of how he would stand and how. <laughs> And how annoyed he looked at all the other straight babies pretending to be gay. He was just like, ugh. <laughs> he was just like, ugh. So I at all these, so I look at all these straight ass babies pretending to be gay. And I was like, look at this gay ass baby. Uh, I don't think his parents knew he was gay though. I don't think the baby's parents knew they were gay because they had picket signs that said some really mean shit on it about gay people. So I don't think, I don't think they knew their baby was gay. But I was a faggot ass baby. I saw Gay Spider-Man too. I can't tell if he was Gay Spider-Man. He was just Spider-Man at Gay Pride. So he was, he was like, he hopped on this ledge and he was like, uh, he was like teasing the cops. He was like, you can't get me. It's like I'm Spider-Man. It's like he's like, really interesting. That was cool. I'll go again for sure. I like that shit. Find me a gay daddy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one minute? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's all I need. <laughs> um, so, yeah, getting fired sucks, uh, but it's okay because I never liked my job. <laughs> anyway, that's my time, everybody. My name's Hector Hernandez. Thank you very much. All right, yeah, Hector Hernandez. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I like to treat this like AA um, <laughs> as I drink a beer. Co uh, comments? Comments? Questions? Commentary, Dom, in the back. Uh, I, I love the gay baby. Oh, um, thank you. 
Yeah, so, so did I. Was, my yeah. friends and I used to, we used to just call those kids gabies. Gabies? Yeah. That it, sounds like rabies. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> not good. Gay baby, I'm proud of it. Gabies sounds like. Yeah, no. Sounds like something you tease somebody about. You got gabies. Gabies. Gay babies is definitely better. So, no, I, I definitely <laughs> like that bit. Uh, can't wait for you to go back to Pride in, in, this year. Oh, yeah, I can't wait either. Pride, uh, Pride is actually, I love going to Pride. It wasn't my first time. That was just for the joke. But uh, I love Pride. Pride's a lot of fun. Um, probably the funnest thing to do. Well, not, I like the other ones. I like, like the Folsom Street Fair, the crazier yeah. ones, you know, where people are getting pissed on and right. fucking getting fucked in the ass out loud. And I, I don't like the teenager gay one, the, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. I, th- I thought gay fair was great because it's like funny, but not. I don't know. I totally do not remember what it was anything. called. Yeah, it's accurate. Gay, keep it oh, fair. Keep gay fair. Keep gay fair. <laughs> You're calling it gay fair, and it's it. It, it sounds like a Bart stop, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like. <laughs> Drop me off at gay fair. Like it's not offensive or in you. It's just. A, no, I. I, I pretty accurate. Here, to what I was saying. No. Uh, completely. The, a gay jokes. fair was perfect. I also really like your your setup where you. Um, just kind of state facts and then wait <laughs> and then state another fact that yeah. makes that fact much clearer. It's <laughs> yeah. good. I I'm really like that structure because yeah. I haven't seen that often. Yeah, like, like I got off at work at noon today because I got fired at noon today. Like yeah. fact, fact. That's true. But the second fact is a lot more honest. <laughs> the, uh, the gay father one? No, the, the <laughs> yeah, oh. right, yeah, yeah. Mm? Okay. okay. <laughs> Any other comments? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you people love you. You have a super likable just persona, so Thank that's you. not really feedback. Let's just enjoy that uh, for <laughs> life and comedy. For the rest of the day. I thought I, I actually had like a. I thought the fired thing wasn't being fired, and especially you seem like you know, emotional and affected by that. But the way that he was just like and my boss just said, "You're fired," and that was it. Like. I don't, after a six year work thing, I didn't believe that that's what, that's what he said or that's all he said, or mm-hmm. I didn't get your tone that like, that, I don't know, it just didn't affect, like if it was a joke and you were just trying to be like, sum it up, I feel like there was, there was like a lack of emotional truth that in that story that you had in everything else. It, um, I'll be honest with you, it's not true. Uh, I didn't, I've, yeah, I, I haven't had a job in over like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think the, the purpose of that joke is, um, Honestly, it's just kind of an opener just to kind of set the bar. Just like uh, I want to be more animated when I do comedy, but I also it's not always in me. So I like to kind of um, set the bar for like this seems serious or something like that. Kind of just to try to set the tone of is he lying or is he not, which I am. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of comics that do like, so I just got out of a relationship three years ago. Like, I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this. And then yeah, yeah. If I say it today, and so. this thing, I don't know. Like, I that was my least favorite part of it, and I just don't think that you sold. I mean, I'm only telling you this negative criticism because I really love the rest of your set. So thank it's you, not thank like you so much. I'm like honing on the one thing. No, no, no. Make, it's so it's totally that. fine. I, I actually, um, I had to decide on the spot how long I work there. I thought saying six years uh, made it seem like I had some uh, connection, or you know that whatever the fuck I'm, word I'm looking yeah. for. <laughs> I don't know. Just I feel like if you listen to it again. There's probably, I should have recorded it. There's probably it. like a, yeah, well, you can listen it's to the podcast. It's, it's on, the on the radio. But yeah, like, I think you could just sell that or make us believe that your story a little more. And thank that you, would, thank that you. Probably work. Yeah, uh, that joke that get f- got fired, uh, really funny. Thank you. But then you get really hungry to know what happened. Yeah. So that's, like, 
whenever you're, you're writing something, like keep in mind what is, what is a normal audience member going to want after this? So uh, are you saying that once I dropped that, and because it was like kind of, because it was kind of stiff when I dropped it, I was just yeah. like, blah. Yeah, especially oh, if you were there for six of, years. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Now you're like, what did he? Like why? Um, but you know what though? That also makes. But now I'm thinking about it. Now I could probably write something longer than that because towards the last minute, I I forgot. I just I didn't know anything else. So <laughs> it, it could set up an expectation of a one-liner comic, but that's not you. Yeah, uh, no, I'd like to not be, just one-liners. Uh, but what happened is that you do say something after the joke. It just doesn't answer the question that appears. So that's like what David was talking about. You're saying he just brought me in and said, you're fired. And you're like, well, you said something, but it wasn't what I was interested in hearing. And then there was a little like. Well, it's a, I think almost uh, that's kind of the experience that I try to set up that I had then. Right. Because yeah. you're almost in uh, almost in the same experience that I had when they were if this was actually happened. If he was like, you're fired, you're left hung up just like I would be hung up in this story mm. in a sense. But I understand what you're saying I too. I get though. the intention. I would say that you there's a feeling of loss of momentum there. Like uh, I, I, it was definitely a loss of momentum. That's why I had to go to something a little gnarlier yeah. with the with the uh, new genre of porn kind of gay. It's not a new porn. genre of porn. I've never that's seen it actually. I used to do um, mother on son porn, yeah. but then I was like, that's not. I was like, that's. I, I don't know. I just thought it would be funnier and a little bit more. Wait, are you gay? Crazy? No, I'm not gay. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> mm, no, I wish. I wish. I wish. I'm just so intimidated. I'm so disappointed. I like your presence and your persona. I also was wondering if you were gay. So yeah. you, I I, you know what? That's that's what I. That's that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. Why but you could do you could do something about like how you seem or how you look like if you. Well, I, I kind of I kind of like that idea. I like to uh, I like the idea of people not really knowing because then mm. I feel like maybe whatever your ideas are in your head that I can't that I've maybe planted or the ideas that you might assume are probably funnier than anything that I could think of. Mm. So uh, maybe line to you is great. That's how I keep my fucking gator down. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked um, well the one one critique was I liked when you said that you were nervous about the going up for that show the other show you were like I'm nervous like I'm human and yeah. then you were like I have problems and I wish that you hadn't said that you had problems because like I, we I all like we all get nervous and there was something like really sweet about that vulnerability and then you like cut it with yeah the, I totally yeah, cut it with, yeah. With, with I have problems I, think I wish, I, wish I would have said that yeah either because just, it, it, it was like a, it was kind of like a I feel like almost like a cop-out like like oh I don't know. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't think I would ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I totally did. And it has been a while since I... I mean, that was probably the only honest thing that I said. It has been a while since I did comedy because that really did fuck with me bombing so bad and I really was so sad for like three months. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right. Welcome back, Hector thank so Hernandez. Much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, that was fantastic. House housekeeping note. Sorry, we're running low on short on time, so uh, we have to cap it at five minutes for comments. Yep, yep. We're gonna yeah, we're All gonna right. cut down on the comments. We're gonna keep going though with comments. Please welcome to the stage your next comic, Kelly Cree. What's going on, everybody? 
This mic always weirds me out because I know that I'm on the radio, but I can't really hear myself in here. There, that's a bit, okay, now that's the amplified me. There it is, okay. That's the narcissism of me. I need to be able to doubly hear my voice when I'm up here. Great job, by the way, man. Yeah, it's not fucking easy. No. That's what makes it shitty because people make it look so easy that everybody just thinks that this is such an easy thing. I did this show uh, in South Sacramento in an all-black room, and I was uh, one of the bits I... I started off real strong. It was great. Started off real strong. And I was like, anybody here like wrestling? And this girl literally just... Uh, she's like, hell no! I was like, okay, well, there's all that momentum. That's... <laughs> <laughs> just wrap that in a ball and throw it out the door. Uh, yeah, it, it takes a lot of confidence, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, it maybe as, as comedians, we should do more for each other, like athletes do for each other before shows. Like, if we all huddled up in circles and, like, you know, really plugged each other's egos, like, you going out to tell some jokes, man? You'd be like, yeah, I'm going out to tell some jokes, man. Yeah, do it! Okay, yeah, I'm going to... You're funny! You're funny! You're funny! Now get out there! And you just, like, run out there and smack you on the ass, and you grab the mic, and you're like, here we go! <laughs> right? <laughs> I might make it a little bit better, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, and then you have that strong setup, and there's like two British guys in a booth who are just like, look at that one, Jonathan. Mmm, perfect setup. Here comes with the punch. Mmm, lovely. He's got the audience, absolutely. <laughs> It'd be, be wonderful. But this is what we have, so this is, where <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. Hi. You look very lovely today. I don't know, you were fake batting your hair, but it was, there was no hair, so it, all was, uh, it was almost like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, you hot? Yeah, hot, fat. <laughs> fat, hot. Hot, fat, fat, hot. I'm skinny hot. That's, uh, the, you know it's real hot out when even the skinny fuckers are like, whoo! <laughs> Gotta change this shirt. <laughs> Uh, other things are, uh, oh, uh, right, I don't smoke weed, uh, it's something about me, I do not smoke weed, I know that this is not what that looks like, uh, it looks like I'm lying, but, um, I guess I should rephrase, I don't smoke weed anymore, <laughs> yeah, that's a better way to put it, it's kind of like Michael Jordan being like, I don't play basketball, but it's like, dude, at some point, <laughs> you played some fucking basketball, bro, <laughs> 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 yeah. so, no, I don't. Do you guys remember those uh, PSAs back in the day with the egg? And they'd crack it into a frying pan. They'd be like, this is your brain. And they'd crack it into a frying pan. And they'd be like, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> did that work for you? That did not deter me from doing fucking heaps of drugs. I was like, <laughs> what? My favorite breakfast food cooked to perfection? <laughs> Bring on the drugs. <laughs> Bring on the drugs. What's next? Bacon? A short stack? <laughs> Biscuits and gravy? Let's fucking do this. <laughs> do those drugs. <laughs> but this would be me. This would be my PSA if it was me now. It'd be just like a, an egg and just be like, this is your brain. And then they'd crack the egg and they'd be like, this is your brain on drugs. And it'd be me as a little chick that just ran out and just hide, hid in a corner and just couldn't handle social situations at all. <laughs> that would be, would be my situation. <laughs> and I'd, I'd Irish goodbye at home. <laughs> just be like, Kate, not saying goodbye to anybody. Here we go. All right. <laughs> now finally home. Where's the guitar? Let's write songs <laughs> and play acoustic guitar. So you see why I had to stop doing that. I had to stop. 
Uh, last thing. Oh, dick pics. Um, I don't. I have. Has anybody here sent a dick pic? Okay, nobody has to admit to it. I'll admit to sending a dick pic. But I send a dick pic. This is how I send my dick pics. I send dick pics like bands do encores. Okay. <laughs> I only send them if I know that the audiences really, really want it and are going <laughs> to appreciate it, you know? Um, but women send dick pics too, I realize. They're just different. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend sent me a picture of a pair of boots that were $450 and asked me to buy them for her. And I texted her back and said, don't send me any more dick pics. <laughs> That's it. I will not tolerate it. All right, I'm Kelly Cry. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Give it up. Comments from the crowd? We have ideas, we have thoughts, we have feelings. Share them. Yes, all right, over here. Um, I liked the, um, the British um, commentary. commentary. I would do more of that, like, you know, like, he stuck the landing, or like, whatever more, you know, like, lines that, that, that sports commentaries have. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I liked the uh, Michael Jordan <laughs> bit, too. That was good, and the brain on drugs, so yeah. Yeah. Nice. I wanted the British guys to be talking about how you fucked up the joke. That's yeah. that I feel like is a is oh, a oh I can bring that back. Yeah, is a more interesting like uh, story of like oh the, he can't get it just can't quite get that set up to connect. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 He That's is off today. Yeah. yeah. So close. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Right, right, right. So close. Oh, he's just another hack. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed the act out for the little chick. Um, that seemed to be like where you kind of came to life. Like, you know, that I want more of that from this person. Um, th what was the last joke that you did that I was confused Dickness. by? Yeah, that one didn't really connect no. as far as why, why are the boots dick pics? Yeah, I, I think there needs maybe a bit more exposition in it of just like you're sending me something that you really think yeah. that I'm going to love yeah. or should see or that you're really proud of. Yeah, so that's the thing, so like, what is the connective tissue between those? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, fi gotta figure it out. I was hoping that I could find it on stage. <laughs> no, that was that you just did it, that was it. That's, yeah. No. No? You don't know that. <laughs> no. Not, not. Well, I think what he was saying was that, what you were saying, Here, pass them the mic, por favor. Can you pass those guys the mic? Uh, well, what you were saying was basically she was sending you something that you didn't want, just like you would send her something that she didn't want. That's right. what you were trying to say, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got it. I, I, I want to see from her perspective too, so I got to figure out the how that desire can match, possibly. Yeah. So it's something gross, something that does not look good out of context. Mm -hmm. Like that might that might be the thing. Like I don't want to see your penis alone. Like I don't want to see your boots unless that's all you got on. You know, something like that. Right. Maybe. Cool, give it up for Kelly Cry. Thank you. All right, keeping going for our next comic who is new to the room, right, Wes? Is this your first time here? Awesome. Warm welcome for Wes. What's your last name? All right. So as a, I was a truck driver for a year and a half, all 48 states, and just um, strange because the first six months I got out there, I'm like, look at these massive people, yeah, I, all of them, massive, massive people, and I just couldn't understand how a person could get so unhealthy and 
and and let themselves go so much until after a year and a half, I started to, it's a lonely gig. So after a year and a half, um, I started thinking maybe they do that because it might create some sort of comfort to lie next to a 135 pound spoon next to, a uh, piece of flesh to spoon next to, and uh, have some of your own um, man titties to suckle on at night. <laughs> um, but uh, I did watch a lot of porn. That's what I'm trying to say here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what I, I got bored with it, though. I didn't really get too deviant. I didn't really like going out and searching anime or father-son stuff. <laughs> but uh, I did get so bored with it that I started judging the feng shui in certain uh, rooms of of uh, the, the houses, the mansions that they were in. Like, I couldn't understand... They'd be pounding this woman's ass, and, and I'd be like, who buys a half a VW bug to stick in the middle of an empty living room? Like, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. And, and I'm like, why am I watching this? I could just be watching Storage Wars or something like that if I'm really paying attention to furniture. Um, but uh, I, got off, I got bored with that, and I got off the road and uh, moved here to San Francisco, and um, I got a van because, you know, why not? It's too expensive to live here. Thank you, uh, van dwellers. Um, <laughs> and the best place to live is next to the park. I enjoy it. It's right by the beach. Get the park. Uh, but I bought an old work van, right? Plain white, no windows, and uh, old work van, which essentially means that everywhere I go, people think uh, I'm trying to bless their children. And it doesn't help when you park right next to a children's park. Uh, so <laughs> I... Uh, shoot, where was I going with this? Sorry, I'm new too, so I'm a little beating back the nerves here. Um, <laughs> talk about fucking children. Thank you. Thank you, Hector. Hector, keep me on track. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a little disconcerting because I sit in the front seat and uh, I'll eat and uh, be watching the young children at play because uh, I'm a young spirit at heart. And then I'm watching them look back at me with concern. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I forgot the point of that. All right, I'll, I'll move on. Well, the problem is I got, I got a, a gas tank leak, and um, I needed to fix it. It was leaking gas all over the place. And um, it was right after I got this haircut. And the problem is when you look like an anarchist and you don't uh, know it right off the bat, uh, it, it creates odd situations. So um, I go to fix this gas tank, and what is required is this little gray putty that you have to meld in your hand. And then you have to go underneath the van and put it up on the gas tank, which basically looks like you're putting plastic explosives onto a gas tank and uh, around other people's children. And I was waiting for, at any point, for uh, some cop to come up, uh, Homeland Security bag me, and then throw me into some dark room where they're gonna waterboard me and try to figure out why I was fixing my gas tank. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, let me see here. Uh, I did get this haircut recently. I used to be very clean cut, uh, look like a Boy Scout, and um, but I found that it was hard to do drugs with people when I look like that. Nobody <laughs> trusted me. They all thought I looked like a cop. So I got this haircut and I grew a beard, and um, shoot, uh, now I now I can do drugs, uh, but I find that uh, it makes me hate bugs more, specifically mosquitoes, because um, they steal my drugs. They don't ever ask. <laughs> I can always tell because if I get bit, they go from a zigzag pattern to a heart shape. And <laughs> fuck you. 
<laughs> took my drugs. Um, that's all I got for now. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, give it up for Wes Phillipson. You can stay there. You can stay there. Awesome job. You're new. That's great. Keep doing it. Keep it up. Keep it up. All right. Comments from the crowd? Yeah, keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> Any other comments? We got David? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the the feng shui premise a lot. Okay. I think the VW bug was a little too complicated. Just leave it simple, something simpler like a throw pillow or... Right. Because it was just too... Yeah, an ottoman. Just, so that was like a little too much, I think, in that particular one because it's... Uh, it's just not a regular thing that you're going to see in a house, so just keep it a little bit simpler. Yeah. Um, I also like. I think you need to set up this. Like, you're probably wondering who's that creepy guy in a white van. Like, th that's me, or just like that is more room to like build some tension about the white van. Because I was kind of waiting for the way that you, the way that you were describing that scene. I'm like, I'm kind of waiting for you to like get to that. Like, I'm the creepy guy in the white van. Yeah. And maybe there needs to be some more like coincidental things you do by the park that make it look like you're fucking children like do you hear a weird noise and you got your binoculars but then it looks <laughs> like you're just you know like find some yeah. things i think you were telling a longer story but like find those analogous things that make they're very simple to you but they're from anyone else's point of view you look like a pedophile right um like there used to be this ad campaign that was like don't judge too quickly and it was like a i don't know if you remember those but like it was this guy like making you know spaghetti and like this tomato sauce and then, and then it like spilled and his wife walked in and he was like holding a knife and there was like marinara sauce on the ground and right. the cat was screaming it looked like he was like killing his cat so like yeah. just build some more like visual images of you know pedophile things that yeah, yeah. Like okay don't judge too quickly or something was the tagline uh the con the the concept about getting fat do you got boobs to fondle mm -hmm. it's funny nice. uh you just gotta it down really dramatically so all you really need to you don't need to talk about having 130 pounds of flesh uh all you really need to, to say is that like if you can't find a woman with boobs to fondle why not grow your own mm. <laughs> right, right okay yeah. and yeah. then you get the whole joke um as far as the dude uh, so the problem with uh, talking about how it looks like you're doing the explosive thing what you really want to do is make you look like a pedophile, not like a guy who's about to blow things up. Because mm. that's like, then you're going into the terrorism stuff. So like what David was talking about, I, I know the story is not quite that, but like see if you can get yourself doing things that can be misinterpreted to be a pedophile. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Cool. All right, great. Give it up for Wes Phillipson. Thank you for coming out. Come, uh, Joke Workshop always welcomes new people, trying out new stuff. Keep coming and telling the same stuff until you find out what's funny about it. And yourself. We all do it. Thank you. I know, I, okay, so I don't know how to dress for hot weather because I like gave away all my clothes and I moved here because it's not hot here. So now whenever it's hot, I look like a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> and I just like, you're missing out on the little, little crop sweater. Uh, all right. We're gonna keep this moving along. Please give it up for your next comic, Ken Suzuki, coming to the stage. She wears a red bandana, plays a cool piano, and a So in order to break gender roles, now whenever I have sex, I refer to my girlfriend as mommy. Oh, is that uncomfortable? Is that uncomfortable? Now you know how we feel when you call us daddy. 
It's fucking gross. Please stop. What kind of sick, incestuous fetish produced that in our culture? Daddy? That really? Listen, you cannot call us daddy in bed and then get mad at Woody Allen or R. Kelly. People who actually fuck their daughters are people young enough to be their daughters. Your fetish produced that, which is why we don't get mad when we hear stories about high school teachers fucking the young boy students. Our fetish produced that, and we can live with it. Oh. Over my shit. Oh. Evolution's a thing. But we didn't really know about it until 1859 when the ori Origin of the Species got published. Uh, but it makes me wonder, I thought to myself, like, really? You, you, people couldn't tell just by the way we fucked that we're animals? It's fucking gross. But then I thought about it, but then I really thought about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, no. We do things to each other that is far more savage than anything any animal ever could have thought of. Think about it. You don't, when was the last uh, paper published by Jane Goodall documenting throat fucking amongst chimpanzees? <laughs> Our closest genetic relative. You haven't heard of any cases of the feline fisting now, have you? And has anyone in here ever heard of the wallaby bukkake? <laughs> Although I'm sure it would be very adorable indeed. <laughs> Listen, we're the only species that needs a safe word. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you don't know what a safe word is, just remember, remember it like this. A safe word is the fine line between foreplay and a human rights violation. <laughs> it's the difference between 50 shades of gray and 50 shades of Abu Ghraib. <laughs> uh, we live in a time of a very corrupt government, a very corrupt but a very sneaky and smart government. Think about it. Extraordinary rendition, enhanced interrogation, drone strikes, waterboarding. Why do the worst things done by our government gotta sound so hot? <laughs> Who comes up with these names? Some event planner at the Citadel? It sounds like S&M. It sounds like S&M, good old S&M. It's love. Love the way God intended it. Rough and with restricted breathing. But remember, the way God intended, intended it was, it's dom and sub, not sub and bottom. Two, two subs? What does that even look like? Two emotional codependents trying to passively aggressive, passive aggressively provoke someone into hitting them? Two doms, on the other hand, that's okay. Two doms, that's dynamic, that's involved, <laughs> that's Klingon. All right, in S&M there are roles. It's S&M, you know, sadomasochism, the sadist and the masochist, also known as the top or the bottom, the dom or the sub, or in some cases, slave and master. And I never thought about the implications of those terms and how they sounded until my first interracial relationship. <laughs> that got awkward. I'm like, you, you want me to chain and whip you? Isn't this a hate crime? And she was like, no, no, Ken, that's my safe word. 
Thank you. Give now, it up for Ken Suzuki. Um, those of you in here have probably heard a lot of those same themes. What I was trying to do is take old jokes and try to rewrite them and try to add tweaks and, and just, okay. yeah, okay. So. All right, cool. Do we have any comments off the bat from the crowd? Yeah? The only thing I'd say, it's not really a comment, but you're a bit about animals that, that don't do that in the world. Do you know about bonobos? Because they, they fuck like animals. But they don't throat like, fuck. Like I've I've seen I've, I've they have like group them. orgies and stuff. Yeah, group orgies and they are, get the kids involved yeah, and like in it's. Group. I'm just yeah, bonobos are like freaks. Oh, I I, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. But <laughs> oh, don't worry, I've done my reading. All right, all right, here we go. Hey, um, I think the waterboarding that you were talking about, like I think you need to break down the words because you were you brought up several examples of mm-hmm. like the sexiness of the torture or whatever. Like mm. I was just coming out of the bathroom, so I missed it. But like, you can't gen like it, it's going to be less effective to generalize like the two or three things than if you're gonna. You need to say specifically like so waterboarding and tell us why that specifically is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you need to break down the words, not like let us guess what the three things that you were talking about because they don't only really apply. Like go one at a time and, and break okay. those things down. And so then like the sub and the bottom, like you kind of put those things together. Well, that was a playoff. It's Adam and Eve, and Adam and Steve. So I was like, what could the equivalent of that be within relationships of like a, a sadist and a masochist? Okay. Well, I, yeah, I guess I wasn't on board with that. Okay. And so you need to get us on board with what that idea is before you start like mm-hmm. ripping it apart. Because I was still just like, wait, what? Because I get like a dom and sub, but like a sub and a bottom, like. I wasn't there yet, so by the time you started like moving on and talking about the ideas that you're working through, I was I couldn't enjoy or laugh at them because I like, I wasn't I wasn't bought in yet to okay. like what you were getting at. Um, yeah. Did you have yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. I also didn't quite get the sub and bottom. Uh, that means two, two subs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but I didn't get like where All you were first. coming from. Like you said, it was like an Adam and Steve reference, but I didn't, I didn't uh, get that. Um, I personally like the part at the beginning about um, how it's like women calling men daddy Mm -hmm. that like that set up like, you know, whatever you said, like people like if you said Woody Allen or like Bill Cosby or something like that's not true. And I, I think it's that's offensive. Like it's like men being pedophiles. That is just it's I don't know. I tend to be more offended by things than other people. But like it's just. I was like, I feel like that's just sexist to say that like women who call men dad, like it's like victim blaming a little bit to me, but I, I'm a little, I'm a little more offended than other people. So mm. yeah, I don't know if other, like what other people thought about that, but. Okay. Well, you have a suggestion of a way to approach that then? Like, I don't know if you were joking, if that was supposed to be a joke, but I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't think it was funny and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a matter of seeing it from your opinion. Whether if if you're doing it from a character's perspective, mm-hmm. seeing that you you have a particular type of things that you talk about, coming at it from s- like a really built out character will make any satire that you're going after a little more apparent. Um, but if it's coming from your point of view, letting us know more of your point of view will make the audience more on board with what you're saying because we're seeing it from how you think about it. In starting your set with that, I think we need to get to know you a little bit more. Like, I would start with, I wouldn't use that as your opener just because it's like, I feel like we want to like know who you are a little bit more before like talking about that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, do dudes call women mommy? Like mommy? I don't yeah, know. but yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys want to date their mom. Yeah, I mean, everyone has like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In infantilism. Yeah. I watch TLC. <laughs> Or who's your daddy? It's also daddy is kind of put upon women sometimes, but but as long as we hear it from your point of view and what you think about it, mm -hmm. then it can't be offensive because it's what you think. It's it's your giving us your thought process, then we can get along with you. Uh, and I think that's just like a little explanatory detail that'll help it. Okay. We good? All right, give it up for Ken Suzuki. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> We got some people heading out. That's fine. I'm just going to do a tight three by myself. No, it's okay. Yeah, I'm going to do three. It. It's fine. It's fine. And then Dom's going to do three, and then we're going to wrap it up, and we're going to be good. I might not do three. It depends. All right, fine. All right. Just do five. My three will be so tight. Just do five. Okay, no, I'm going to do three, and it's going to be really tight. And then no one has to give comments, because it's fine. Oh, no, I'll just do five. It's 740. All right. Yeah, just do five. <laughs> Let's loosen this up, you guys. Let's get loose in here. Let's get loose. Uh... Yeah, I dress like a kindergarten teacher because it's hot out. Um, this is the only dress that I can wear that's for when it's hot. I don't understand why I get catcalled more when I wear this dress. Uh, I know I'm not wearing a bra, but I also have no boobs in this dress. But still, more men on the street whistle at me, which is just like a situation I don't understand. I went to my therapist this week and spent 10 minutes explaining to her that I don't believe in the hymen politically. And I just don't know if that's the best way to spend my money and time with my therapist. Like, I paid for that. I was talking to her about it. She asked me about how I lost my virginity. And I was explaining to her that I don't believe in female virginity. Because there's this concept that there's just, like, a balloon of blood that's waiting to just get, like, knocked out. And that's physically not true. I recommend you Google it. I learned a lot. I didn't know this until after my quote-unquote hymen was broke. I feel like it would have been useful information. And I had to explain to her, and I was like, I just believe that you have sex, and it just happens to be your first time. Like, that's, that's what happened. You didn't, you didn't get deflowered or anything. And she's like, no, but, like, someone broke your hymen. Like, someone broke you. And I said, is this really going to help me develop a self-esteem? <laughs> is this... I feel like I'm a little bit progressed past you on this one. Uh, thank you for your advice, though. It's in, I don't know. I, it took a long time for me to get to that, that idea because I, I didn't have sex ed. I went to Catholic school. It wasn't sex ed. There were just, like, forms of figures that suddenly started growing pubic hair and tits, and then blood started flooding out of them. And they're like, that's what happens. Go have fun. <laughs> Don't let anyone touch your vagina, because it's God's vagina. It's not yours. It was interesting. You know, I, I carry around a lot of shame, because you can take the girl out of Catholic school, but you can't take the debilitating shame that God's going to uh, shame your genitals out of the Catholic school girl. And here we are. Oh, boy. Uh... <laughs> It's a good time, though. It's a good time. I have a good time. People like to talk to me about it a lot. Uh, this, is, this is something I don't understand. This is one thing I don't understand. 
When people give compliments, they don't really like realize aren't compliments. My friend was telling me that he was on the bus and he saw a beautiful woman and wanted to talk to her. So he approached her and said, hi, I think you're a beautiful woman. I think you're beautiful. What's your name? And she said, please leave me alone because she's um, like a sane person that knows how to be safe. <laughs> and he was telling me this story and he was saying, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I gave her a compliment. I was nice. Why was she so cold to me? And I said, hey, bud, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Just think about it. You're going about your day. You're walking around. Maybe you're stressed out, thinking about what you have to do at work. Maybe you're concerned over something. Maybe you're having a good time. Who knows? Then all of a sudden, someone walks up at you and starts talking to you about something that you're not totally opposed to, but you don't really want to talk about right now with a stranger and get into it. You got places to be. I guess what I'm saying is that being a woman is like walking around in a world where everyone else is a Greenpeace volunteer. What if someone came up to you and was like, here's a pamphlet, would you fuck me, yes or no, donate $10 now? <laughs> You're just sitting on the bus and someone goes, yo, you should give money to the rainforest with that ass you got. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't actually have to do that just because I exist. I don't have to do anything. I just wish straight men would wear matching t-shirts like the Greenpeace volunteers so I can more effectively avoid them. <laughs> Make it a lot easier. That's if I can handle though, like dudes in bars coming up and being like, yo, you're pretty. And I'm like, yo, you're not, please leave me alone. I can usually handle that. It's when I'm a little more out of my element, just walking down the street, I get into the zone, and then someone cat calls me, I don't really know what to do. I'm not very good at getting angry. I've gotten a lot better at it. I've gotten a lot better at getting angry. But this guy, I, I got off the bus too early because I was kind of drunk and it was late at night and I had to walk home a couple blocks and this guy was following me and he kept kind of talking to me but not really talking to me and I was getting close to my house so I got nervous and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to confront him. So I put my keys in my fist like Wolverine because the internet said that was a good idea and it's not, it just hurts the webbing of your fingers and I went up to him and I said, hey, please leave me alone. I will call the cops. And he said, what, so I could tell him you're being a bitch? And I said, yes, that's a good assessment of the situation to give to the cops for when they're looking for your statement. Facts are good in that situation. But here's the thing, if he could have just punched me in the face and I would have no recourse, I would have nothing to do. He could just punch me in the face. I, I have very little strength. You might be thinking to yourself, Tess, why don't you go get pepper spray? Let me tell you, eighth grade, I was supposed to silly string the gym teacher at fun day, got too excited, didn't see whether nozzle was pointing, silly string myself in the face. I feel like I'd be better off with a rabbit's foot on my keychain instead of some pepper spray. You might be saying, Tess, why don't you get a gun? Just get a gun, you'd feel so safe. Besides the fact that I believe in gun control, week before freshman year of high school, I was supposed to, I was trying to shoot a gun for the first time and I didn't have it in my arm right, the kickback went under, scope hit me in the face. I asked them, did I hit the target? And they said, no, but you're bleeding pretty profusely. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the day to get punched in the face and it's gonna be a great time. Much like this mic, am I right? Yeah. I am, I am right. That was a rhetorical question. Yep. That was it, oh, are we at 45? Tess Berry, everybody. Thank you, tune in next time.
Pam. Keep it going for Jonah Pollock and his jazz jokes, deep jazz. Yeah. Cool cat. Cool cat right there. All right, your next comedian, she's a cool cat. Uh, I actually, I know I didn't tell anybody the list. I'm like, surprise, you're up next. But up, fantastic. Uh, I love her jokes so much. And sometimes I feel like I want to put you in front of uh, all of my bougie friends because I feel like your jokes <laughs> will land so hard with the dermatologist. You know what I mean? Uh, put your hands together right now. You guys are going to love her. It's Stephanie Silverman. Yay! Keep it going for Pam, you guys. Katie Fields, she lo- she loves me. She hearts every fucking thing I put on, on the goddamn Facebook. She's always like, oh, I get your bougie joke, Stephanie. Um, and what's up with that s- what single white guy on food stamps? Do they let those guys have them? Like the... Those are the, the like I, unless you've got mental illness, if you're a single white guy, you don't deserve food stamps. Like you don't get them. That is not something that should be available to you. Like I've never shamed anyone on food stamps uh, except for that guy, I guess. Um, and but my gr- my grandmother, that was kind of her thing. Uh, we'd be at the checkout, she'd be like, food stamps, because like at the time it was like a big thing. It was like a, a like a like a poster. Like you would have to pay with a poster that let everyone know you were poor. And the only other time that in my head I shame someone, I think, you know, when someone says, don't judge, I'm like, no, you can judge because that happens in your head, right? You just don't don't stop someone to do something that they want to do um, based on your opinions. That's worse than judging. So the one time I judge someone for food stamps, she's like, can I get this bottled water with EBT? And I'm like, fucking bitch, we live near Hetch Hetchy. We've got, he- we, like, we ruined Hetch Hetchy, one of the most beautiful valleys in the fucking world, so you could have clean, beautiful drinking water. No, you cannot have bottled water with EBT. That was, you know, I didn't say it, that was in my head. Um, Um, I, let's see, I, you guys, like, this is totally weird. I, you were talking about dreams. I dreamed that I was, like, I was playing with puppies last night. Like, it was, it was the first time in my life that I've had a good dream. Like, I swear to God, it was the first time in my life that I haven't been dreaming about, like, oh, a chemistry exam that I didn't study for, and it's happening, and I'm going to fail, or, like, or my cell phone. There's an emergency, and my cell phone turns into a cow, and I can't dial its udders. What's going on? It's broken. <laughs> like, this is what my dreams are made of, and they're so full of shit. And I'm like, why don't dreams ever have something fun like if it's sex it's like sex with your dad or it's sex with an alligator penis you know it's never like a chicken you're shoving it in your vagina and then you're, you feel guilty because it turns into your mom it's always <laughs> something awful and it's like i was like it was just literally a dream where like my boyfriend bought me three golden doodles i had three golden doodles which is my fantasy dog uh they're four thousand dollars each thank you very much and i will own one um <laughs> But he bought me three, and we're just playing with puppies. And I was like, what a great boyfriend. I, I don't know what I did to deserve this dream. Because I did not have a good week, you guys. I did not have a week without anxiety. Like, my week started with, like, I bought a new scooter four months ago. The first new vehicle I've ever had in my life. I've had a bunch of used shit. Just used shit. Why not? Stephanie deserves used shit. But this time, Stephanie gets a new scooter. It's brand new. And a van backs up into a park, tries to get into a parking space from a stop sign, runs her scooter over, squashes it, squashes it flat. I'm so anxious. I'm on the floor like, but my phone didn't crack, but like, I'm okay. Oh, that's great. I'm okay. God bless. And, um... So my scooter's in the shop. I'm, I'm like, bruised. Okay, so that happened. Uh, 
I, went, I was on a comedy contest. My mom and some of her closest friends and my boyfriend and a friend came and watched me have the worst humiliating fail of a comic set I've ever had in my life. Crickets, and I'm just like, oh, you learn from failure. I will have a PhD someday. So it's awful. And that very same day, I got into an internet fight with a comic that tells me he's bitter about something that happened four years ago that he never told me about. And also, he's never liked me and never liked my comedy. And then he's at the show that night. And this is, what, do I, what did I do to deserve a good dream? I don't know. I should be having the chemistry of crocodile fuck your mom dream. <laughs> but instead, I got to play with puppies. So. So there's that, there's that. Um, what else? I, uh, yeah. I, I'm interested in Bernie Sanders. I like him. And I, I don't know if I like him just for his politics or if it's because he looks like my dad. Um, he's got the look, you know, uh, Larry David, Bruce Silverman, separated at birth. I don't know. I you know, and, but I feel like it's, and, you know, someone actually asked my dad uh, for a picture to have their picture taken with him because they thought he looked like Bernie Sanders. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of racist because they don't. They don't look alike. They have like this circle of gray hair and the Junos thing, and they're like both look like carved little apple dolls, but they don't actually look alike. They don't actually look alike. Um, but this is a type that my mom has. My mom likes the Bernie Sanders type. She was engaged to a Bernie Sanders at one point. Uh, she's still friends with him. Uh, my dad is a Bernie, he's a tall Bernie Sanders type. Uh, and the, the old, the, the first guy, the Bernie Sanders that she was engaged to, they're all friends. Sometimes they hang out. We were together for Hanukkah, Hanukkah this year. Uh, and it was interesting because uh, the Bernie, the uh, Larry David type had uh, a grandson there who looked like the littlest Larry David. Um, and it was an interesting experience to have all these people in the same room because just for that evening, we all had free health care. It's good. Um, but I, I just, I think Bernie needs to, like, someone's got to tell that man to fucking smile. You know, he's just looking, he's always looking like, ah, I'm angry. Like, he doesn't look like a warm guy. You know, sure, we'll get free health care. Sure, like, things will be nice. It'll be good. We'll be in a utopia or something. But I'll be like, oh, he's my angry grandpa. He, grandpa's angry. Why is grandpa angry all the time? He's mad. Oh, Bernie. Um, I, yeah, taxes, you know, taxes are not due today. We all know this, right? Yeah, so because it's like a weird holiday of some sort that I'd never heard of, and the office is closed. Uh, but you can still pay them today. You can pay them online, Pam. <laughs> you with the like old school with a stamp and shit. Yeah, do they still have post offices? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this something that we still do? Like, I just. I like I will throw things away before I send them back, but, you know, because it is too much trouble. I'm just like I, I can't go to the post office. I'm just gonna like if it's not Amazon free shipping to return something, I'm just like I'm gonna throw it away. Like I I'll donate it. You can get a tax deduction for donating shit up to five hundred dollars. Probably, probably. Also, uh, I'm privileged. <laughs> I do. Like, uh, my family would never let that happen to me. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, yeah. My, my mom, on the other hand, my dad would let that happen to her, but they, uh, well, you know, not all Jewish stories end up happy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I have my own business, so that works out pretty well. I wax vaginas. I do. Yeah. I do, and it turns out to be so frickin' lucrative, who knew? You know, and you get, it's, it's gross. I have to say, I mean, it can be, you know, I'm not like waxing the homeless. So that would be a, com that would be a completely different story. Like, that's, uh, yeah, it's, so it's like, you know, women that work for Facebook and whatever, and they come in, and sometimes there's a little poop on their ass, and I'm like, I just look the other way. Um, 
you know, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Um, just I'm like, I give them a little wipe. I'm like, didn't you use the wipe? And the worst thing is, is like when I come in and the wipe is just sitting on the table. And they're like, what did you want me to? <laughs> like, what did you want me to do with this? I'm like, I just wanted you to hold it while I wax you. <laughs> like, you fucking clean your shit with it. Clean your shit with it. Uh, but the interesting thing about waxing these days is that women are starting to want to keep a little more pubic hair. Like, you know, the porn thing. Everyone was like, get all, get rid of all of it. Make it. And they're like, I just want a little more hair. But like, Brazilian down below. But keep a thick triangle up top. And I'm like, what is this? Like, a, you want like a Brazilian mullet? And it's like, well, so wait, which side is the party? I don't know, which side is party and which side is business? I'm, I'm really confused. And how is this a trend? How did this get, like, bangs are a trend, right? Like, this is something like, is bangs are beyond me. Some, sometimes I have bangs, sometimes I don't, I don't decide. It's like, with something my hairdresser decides. I don't get it. But I need a new name for this new Brazilian style, and I'm thinking, I don't know, like, the cat head? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm a good girlfriend. I really. My boyfriend's a good boyfriend. He had dinner ready for me when I got home. I got home from waxing the vajayjay, um, and I was counseling. A, this this is the kind of these are the kinds of you know Pam. You're right. This is like my shit is so bougie. Like I was counseling one of my clients who works for o Oculus Prime, or whatever. <laughs> you know, like like. She, I'm counseling her. What am I counseling? Like, I'm waxing her and I'm counseling her. What am I counseling on? How to do a triathlon. You know, right? Like, she needs advice on how to do a triathlon. She's never done a triathlon before. I'm like, I've got advice for you, sweetie. Oh my God, this is how you do it. When you're running out of the water, you have to take your, start taking your wetsuit off and then step on it. And here's my secret put lube on your wetsuit. She's like, lube, really? I'm like, yeah. I used to put lube on my wetsuit to get it on and off easily. And I was so embarrassed that it was lube, I would put duct tape around the bottle. <laughs> I don't know. I did triathlons. Um, I did. I did triathlons, so bougie, yeah. I had like, yeah, yeah, I was out there, I was like running, like it's like, or hopping, skipping, and jumping is like what I like to call it. <laughs> Three events, you just keep going until you're like, I don't know, until you get a beer. Just for fun, just, it was, and they're fun, they are, they, they're fun, they are, you know? They are, it's like Barry's Boot Camp, it's fun. I did, does anyone know what Barry's Boot Camp is? It's another bougie thing that I do. Um, it's, a, it's an indoor boot camp situation that uh, you're on the treadmill for half the time and you're doing like weird weightlifting PE exercises the rest of the time and someone's yelling at you uh, and telling you you're having fun. <laughs> and it's great, and I love it. <laughs> it's awesome, you feel, you feel skinnier right away. You walk out of that place and you feel like I am definitely a skinnier person. That was worth it. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I did, I did triathlons. I did Barry's boot camp this morning. I'm a little dehydrated right now. That's why I'm drinking a vodka and soda right now. Because uh, also known as the skinny bitch. You know, and someone accused me the other day of, of like, they're like, I remember this guy that was so angry with me and hates my comedy and hates me. It was like, I remember four years ago you were sitting there drinking a gin and tonic. I was like, fuck you. I don't like gin. <laughs> That's not true. I'm not, I don't drink gin and tonic. Um, I do drink a lot of vodka. Uh, that's one of my favorite drinks. Um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite beverages. Uh, hey, booth guy, I remember you. Yeah. Good to see you. Are you still doing those beautiful cards that you drew? Uh, I'm doing uh, Scrimshaw. Oh, that's lovely. Is it Scrimshaw? Uh, <laughs> Scrimshaw. What is Scrimshaw? Yeah. It's like, isn't that when you take like a tusk and you like etch it with shit, like see shit? Oh, no, I just keep hanging. Okay, nice to see you again. You're looking good. Hey, remember you from the brainwash days. Those were good, good times, huh, Pam? Huh, Ryan? Way back. <laughs> just reminiscing. Okay, I was I was telling a story and then I just got lost. I got lost. Okay, so I was saying what a great girlfriend I am. I'm a fantastic girlfriend because like because I've got an Amazon Prime account and I just can easily order shit. And I ordered 24 fresh white waffle claws 